here today with Charlotte Gadeen Powell, beauty buyer and beauty uh, extraordinaire. Yeah. <laughs> well, not okay. a full government. I hope Charlotte, you know. You wanted Charlie? I don't know. Charlotte's fine. No, it's fine. <laughs> hey, Vince, how are you? I'm good. How's it going? It's going really good. Um, I'm really excited to have you here because I just feel like your journey for me is the most colourful, even though you may not think so. So nice how you explain it. Thanks, girl. Yeah, I think so. Oh. Um, okay, let's let's start from the top. First of all, we need mm-hmm. to know your favourite place and why. Oh, what question? As in country, as in just place in the world? It could be your favourite place within a specific country. It could just be the country itself. It could be like the corner shop. It could be... Okay, this is easy. My favourite place in the whole entire world is Japan. And (laughs) my favourite place within Japan is Kyoto. You will know, you were there. Um, I just think it's so... It's just such a. I think Japan is just the most fascinating place that I've ever been. The mm. people are fantastic. So different from the life that we lead over here. But I think Kyoto specifically stands out to me because the Japanese people are just so good at preserving things, and mm. Kyoto just seems like it has been preserved so beautifully. Mm. Because Japan as a nation moves so fast with everything else, but Kyoto is just. I don't know. It's just a, a slow and serene piece of life within mm-hmm. all of the the craziness and you know 20 not even like year 3000 stuff that happens in the rest of japan so i think it yeah it's really good for me in my mind that it's moving that 1000 miles an hour because it just slows you down and it's just so beautiful and i just yeah. can't wait to go back basically so i'm going to a gorgeous place mm-hmm. um okay well Ooh. i now want to talk about your journey uh yes. from the top the top for me being literally like what you studied in university. Okay. Mm-hmm. To today and so how you got here basically? University, which is crazy, was a very long time ago. At university, I actually studied psychology, which I really, really enjoyed. Mm. Um, just always been somebody that's been so fascinated by the human mind, fascinated by other people, how people make decisions. Uh, down to like how we use language just very fascinated with like cognitive abilities um so studied psychology a bachelor of science in psychology at uni uh really enjoyed it but kind of left uni and thought don't really want to be a psychologist and work for the nhs don't necessarily really love how the nhs still used the psychological practice at that time could be very Mm. different now um it was a lot of cbt like cbt was the only thing that it looked like i could train in at that time Mm -hmm. young me just wasn't really interested in doing that so didn't do that um left uni how old are you 21 21 it was just giving you know a dollar and a dream (laughs) came back from uni was at home had had a great three years living off living away from home came back home really loved being at home with my mama just you know being a baby yeah then obviously she was like sis you gotta go out and work so went out and got a job this is God, this is really going to show how old I am when Victoria's Secrets was first coming to the, to the UK. <laughs> um, so I went to Victoria's Secrets and worked on the beauty department at Victoria's Secrets. So I don't know if for anybody who's not familiar with Victoria's Secrets, but they're obviously quite famous for lingerie. But at the time, and even now, they had quite a, a, an impressive range of like cosmetics, mostly like fragrances, so perfumes, body sprays and stuff, but a few like lip glosses and a, a few gems basically. So um started out there basically just as like a, a sales advisor on the shop floor um uh stayed there for maybe like two years 
mm-hmm. till about 23. Um, then kind of was just like a bit tired of this. Um, and they also used to make us stand at the front of like New Bond Street, the front of the building in the freezing cold and greet people. I was like, I'm done with this. This, this ain't no. right for me. I'm not doing this anymore. No, no, no. So then again, another one giving away my age was walking down Regent Street one day. I was like, oh, and other stories, new to the high street. Seems like a bit of me. Um, applied for that. Applied for and other stories when they, I think two weeks after they had, they had opened. Um, started there. Went straight onto their beauty department as well. Um, and like was there for maybe three years. I had just used the chronological order. Don't hold me to because I'm That's not nice. good I'm at sorry. timelines. Was there for like three years. Started out um, just as a sales advisor. Then became a, de- a department like manager on beauty. Um, but and other stories was really good and it was actually really pivotal pivotal for me and number one because I met some of the best friends that I've ever ever had and ever made and even the people that I met at stories that aren't like my true true like ride or die bestest bestest friends I just met so many people and so many inspirational people we were all really young we were all really hungry but we were all really lovely to each other and really enjoying just discovering life I had a lot of thirst at and other stories it just was really incredibly pivotal for me um also had the most amazing manager and other stories um just the most incredible woman we're still friends to this day um, and she really poured into me I don't know just really saw me as a talent and was just really took her time with me um and just was kind of fantastic mm. was on the shop floor one day a random lady came in was asking me about all the products was just literally telling her about the products and then got a call up to the office like Later on in the day, my manager was just like, well, that was like the um, buying manager of the beauty department and of the stories who's from Sweden. Um, and she really likes you. She wants you to come to, to Sweden to uh, attend like a workshop, basically. So I was like, oh, my word, international travel. <laughs> yeah, baby, <laughs> going to do that. Um, and that was when my manager basically was just like, you have to go. Um, and I just asked all the questions, like maybe, you know, you can get into product development. Yeah. I didn't even know what product development was. I didn't know what buying was. Just didn't. It was never an option given to me. When you're at school, and you're considered intelligent or gifted and talented, is what it used to call you. Is what they used to call it. Um, I feel like they really just push you into the kind of traditional yeah. uh, roles. So it was very much like you're going to be a doctor, you'll be a dentist, you'll be a lawyer, and I kind of was like those were the only professions I really knew existed I didn't know that you could go and be a fashion merchandiser or if it was anything within fashion or in beauty it was like to be a fashion designer which I didn't want to do um so discovered what that was went to went to Sweden had a really kind of great kickoff um and then from there and other stories quickly kind of expanding and going from country to country so they asked me to basically do training and development for them which means that I would go around to the new store openings and train the staff in those stores on uh, the products essentially mm-hmm. um so that was a really fantastic time again like what 23 24 being able to like travel around the world went to all these different countries went through throughout europe um just training people and like seeing the world which i just was fantastic kind of really equipped me with a lot of life stores as well like traveling mm-hmm. by myself uh went to sweden one time got pickpocketed lost my passport lost everything to my name didn't know how to get home so it was very much in you know, a character building, <laughs> um at a young age um so did that um then kind of reached my time and my end of time at end of end of the stories because kind of didn't want to be in retail yeah uh, 
knew I didn't want to do retail for all of my life, basically. Um, so I had a good thing, but just wanted to try something different. So then again, I just got, I've got a real like pattern with startups or young businesses. Mm. Then a business called Cult Beauty was <laughs> emerging. Um, applied for a customer advisor kind of intern role there. Uh, this was when they were literally just starting out. It was Alexia and Jess, like literally in a a, a, literal, a house in Foundon. Uh, right. The stock was in the same house, and we worked upstairs above the stock. Uh, stock. Um, so that was kind of, I would say, my first proper introduction into actual beauty and working properly with like mm-hmm. brands and products. Um, did that for a little while, and then I think I was probably getting up to about twenty-five. So it was getting up to a time in my life where I was just kind of like mm, I want to make a little bit more money um so wanted to try and kind of transition out of the kind of like customer service or intern roles into like roles with more responsibility as well yeah so, so from there then went into my first proper buying role so became a, a buying assistant at Brand Alley which is kind of like a almost like uh an outlet an online outlet where you could get kind of like design item design items at uh cheaper prices prices basically mm-hmm. so started there uh, as a brand assistant uh, a buying assistant which essentially is just like an admin assistant so you do a lot of kind of excel spreadsheets entering information uh note taking chasing in stock again a really character building role because like it can literally be mind-numbing but really does prepare you quite well for what you don't want to do in the role Mm. um worked my way up there at that point I wasn't working on beauty I was working in footwear so started kind of my buying my true buying career in footwear worked my way up there to buying assistant I spent maybe two years there uh and managed to get to buying assistant probably could have gone up to buy there but then decided really like buying buying is kind of like what I want to do but really Mm. want to do it in beauty so then a role came up within Space NK um which again was kind of like just the universe works in a mysterious way but essentially one of the buyers at Brand Alley that I literally maybe spent two weeks with because she was leaving to go to Space NK as I started at Brand Alley um I reached out to her and just said really want to get into to beauty buying would love to interview for the role and at that time the role was actually for a buying assistant role so what it meant is that I stepped back in my career basically um saw saw a place that I really wanted to be so decided that I had to really kind of make a decision there and kind of really almost like bet on my abilities to know that yes I'm going to take a step back uh, I might earn a little less money but in my kind of long-term thinking brain I know that I trust in my ability to kind of work my way up the ladder there um, mm. and kind of having the, the name on my CV means more to me than kind of a title basically yeah so was really lucky enough to get that role went in that space maybe 26 26 as a buying assistant again really quickly kind of um worked my way up the ladder there so I think I was a buying assistant for about six months then I became an assistant buyer again space NK the jewel in my crown (laughs) (laughs) I kind of again met a a set of friends that really meant a lot to me and still mean mean a lot to me um Mm -hmm. made relationships with people within the industry and had the most incredible management team again two women that just literally I think from early on in my career decided like yeah there's something there and really just poured it into me mm-hmm. um so yeah did six months as a buying assistant then was an assistant buyer I think I did a year and a half a year as an assistant buyer then became a junior buyer so really went up the ladder like as you're supposed yep. to 
at the time that I was a junior buyer, we then went into like uh, COVID. So then COVID basically accelerated everything. They furloughed everybody in the business apart from the buying team. So I was kind of doing all of the roles. It was me and two other buyers doing everything mm. uh, and came out of that just really like tired knackered yeah, <laughs> um, of course and just wanting more and went to my manager and basically just said look I've worked really hard I really want to be a buyer and again to her testament she basically was just like you absolutely deserve it leave it with me came back to me like within three months and was just like yep I'm going to give you a buyer role and I want you to look after all of the new brands basically so it was something that I, I had literally manifested I say now because when I first yeah. went to Space NK I said to her there was a new brand buyer at the time and I was like I want to be a new brand buyer that is where I want to go mm. and came full circle so did that for just over a year and a half managed to launch some fantastic brands did a lot of work that I was very very proud of what would you say and were the, then, the highlights there oh I just so much I learned so much at Space NK um, a lot about the ins and outs of buying and about business Mm. and then how to trade product I learned about the customers I learned about myself and how I like to work and my strengths in kind of relationship building but also learned that I kind of have an eye for what's next what's going to be new but right. it's bigger than just being like oh, I like this product so we're going to bring it in or I like this brand, so we're going to bring it in it's very much kind of being able to listen to to your customer and to, to your community and being able to kind of be just like a step ahead of them so that you can kind of bring them something but also educate them along the way because it just right. kind of really reinforces that feeling of community and I also just learned what a difference it makes to work with people that you really love or mm. really enjoy I should say mm-hmm. because it really just makes it so much easier and then from space I left space last year to kind of consult basically and just take a little bit of a, a step back because it was just a very intense we went through I want to say five years growth in one year basically and went right. from not from zero but went from being relatively kind of insular working with uh, a certain kind of customer to really kind of blowing up it just was a lot and Mm -hmm. I was just a bit burnt out so decided to try something different which is what I'm doing at the moment so that's a journey whoa (laughs) a very fabulous one what would you say were the biggest obstacles pandemic aside the biggest obstacles Obstacles. Mm -hmm. I would say the biggest obstacles is at the time when I was getting into beauty buying well at the time that I was in buying I knew I wanted to be a beauty buyer I did not want to be a fashion buyer and that is I think what people always think you are whenever you say you're a buyer right so I think the biggest obstacle was for me is that the the positions were very limited like there wasn't Mm -hmm. a lot of places that you could work five years ago in beauty was either you went into a department store and worked on a beauty department or literally you worked with like cult beauty they had looked fantastic at the time we didn't have a lot we didn't have Sephora we didn't have and beauty wasn't at the forefront like it it is now so it was just finding the opportunities that I found the most challenging and also sometimes just having the self-confidence to go for the roles because buying in general I find maybe now it's changing is not an industry where you see a lot of black women or black people so it, it almost wasn't something that I could look to somebody and be like she's she's doing this so let me follow that journey. Kind of just had to to carve it out for myself. So yeah, just having the confidence to know that I can even be in those spaces and belong in those spaces. But again, right. I have been really lucky to work with people who have really championed me. Yeah. Well, then having carved out the path, what would you say are like the booby traps? The parts that if I was now to follow the same path, I'd be like, okay, wait, don't don't take those steps because that leads you down nowhere. Go around this bit. Hmm. I think I really climbed the buying ladder in a very like traditional way. So I, agree. I went buying assistant, assistant buyer, mm-hmm. junior buyer, buyer, senior buyer. Like that was my path, and I just feel like 
I probably could have gone from buying assistant straight to junior buyer at one point. Like, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think the 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 people that follow are on a buying journey now don't necessarily have to do all of those steps. Yeah. But again, it's me very being very very much a Capricorn and loving to do <laughs> an upwards journey. Never wanting to miss a step. Always would like to just put my foot on the step to just say I've yeah. stepped on it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually so true. I, I was no, I crazy. thought that when I thought that question, I thought, yeah, this is what you methodical. So, a Capricorn yeah. methodical. It just makes you feel like it's, the job's been done properly, basically. Exactly. Yeah, one hundred percent. Well, then, if you were to think of the you of five years ago, would you tell her? Would you tell her? Okay, well, actually, you don't have to do that. What would you say? Yeah, I would say you don't have to do all of that, and I would say. I have always been somebody that I think advocates for myself quite well and I always make sure to tell my friends like this is what I think you should do and speak up is always my number one thing right but I think advocate for yourself even more and don't let the imposter syndrome get you you mm-hmm. are as good as you think you are right and you can do things it's your own journey you can you don't, you don't have to do it the way it's supposed to be or the way mm. other people have done it get what is meant for you even if it means that you miss out a step it's your journey it's true I agree come mm. on wise words <laughs> come on wisdom so knowing that I don't know if you knew at the time but obviously knowing that you were mm. you were really taking a specific kind of route and doing it the way it was supposed supposed to be done in inverted commas what mm-hmm. kept you motivated what made you like I'm sure there were moments when you were just like so tired so over it just mm. what pushed you I think that I'm naturally somebody who just wants to get better at anything mm. that I do what I will say is that I'm very much a self-starter mm. I will look at something and nine times out of ten whatever it is I think yes I can do that Mm -hmm. (laughs) it could be literally like I look at the moon one day and think yeah I could absolutely be on the moon I could get there Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's not really a lot that you can tell me that I can't do and Mm. I will start the journey but I'm also like chronic get halfway through the journey and I get bored Mm -hmm. but I think I was lucky enough with buying to start the journey and decide yes like I'm going all the way here yeah um it was just I would say a natural inclination to kind of get to the next keep getting better basically and then I think once I went into my my new brand's role and gained a little bit more responsibility felt more comfortable confident comfortable and confident in speaking up at work and felt like I was being heard I think it then really was about just the community at at space and wanting to see more people of color or people that looked like me shopping in that space right because when I I was there it was a very you know affluent middle-aged white woman mm. that shopped there and I remember like we were going through the co- the pandemic and obviously Black Lives Matter and everything and as I said my manager's flipping it incredible I remember just having a conversation with her and just saying like I don't know it's just very much giving like middle-aged white women and like we we need more than that yeah. and my manager's fantastic she literally was just like I'm absolutely taking that to the board mm-hmm. <laughs> so she took that to the board and said it to like this room full of like old white men mm. and basically was just like well Shah said this and <laughs> I think she's right yeah. So like, let's do something about it. And they really listened to that and took that on. And I think as I began to bring in more brands, like across the hair care category, across the color category, that kind of were brands that I loved or new friends loved or people had wanted or I'd kind of been on social media and seeing and mm. saw more of a, my community come in and shop. And people from lots, lots of different communities as well come in and shop. Just really diversifying our customer, customer yeah. base. That was also just really kind of the wind beneath my wings because it was very much like, okay, no girl, like you're, you're doing a great job. And it, it wasn't all just me as well. It was just working yeah. with 
a fantastic team of women that were open that yeah like times were hard like there were some times where it was insane like we were working really hard but at the end of the day we really had each other and listened to each other and mm. really wanted to be the best that we could be and make the business the best that it can be the team that are still there now are fantastic as well like mm-hmm. it's just a lot of people that are incredibly passionate about beauty so I think it was a natural inclination to want to keep getting better with my career mm-hmm. seeing the results of of pushing and and trying to to do good by the community um and working with fantastic people is what i would say that's brilliant <laughs> what do you foresee what are the next steps for the beauty industry what's uh, putting your forecasting skills to the oh to the to the test what's what's up next and also what direction do you so product wise but also what direction do you feel like it's going in I think these things are really cyclical. Um, yeah. Life is cyclical. So I think we've really been going through, like, this might be too, too far ahead. But in terms of okay, products, I think we've been, we've been going through super, like, paired back, glossier effect. Everybody wants skin is, skin is in. I think it's only natural that we go back to <laughs> Anastasia and her super beat face. <laughs> the girlies are going to be doing a full face beat mm. coming back. It may not necessarily how we were beating our face in 2016. But mm. I think the girlies are going to be giving, like, I want you to know that I... I have chiseled these cheekbones. I want you to know that mm. this blush patient is on purpose. I yep. see the girl, like the kids, like the what, the Gen Zs coming through. They haven't done that, so this is their opportunity to really kind of get in there and play with makeup. So I just I see makeup becoming playful again and not yeah not as paired back. Paired back is fantastic, and skin is always in. Like we mm. you know black skin. I see again uh, a lot more skin neutrality and just letting the skin be what it is as well yeah. I think in terms of skincare we're or kind of already in it but just pairing back and not doing so much in terms of active like we've had a couple crazy like two years of just retinoiding and trying to the hell out, mm-hmm. hell out of our skin so I think we'll probably go back to more like a k-beauty approach which is very much about kind of prevention and moisture 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 mm-hmm. I see that I see a lot more people doing at home at home treatments with devices that I think mm-hmm. will continue to really trend and then in terms of like the beauty arena it gets a lot more competitive over here at the moment so Sephora is into the market I just see there being a big focus on uh, brick and mortar and real life experience. So I think a lot of people are going to be going back in stores, wanting to try things, wanting to get things done in in stores. So wanting to be able to go to Sephora or go to wherever you buy your beauty and be able to get your your brows threaded, be able to Mm -hmm. get your laser done. Just like a one-stop shop and people just interacting more. Yeah, I think we'll see. I mean, I look forward to it. I miss a full beat. Okay. I, I miss think a we have stopped today, sis. No, we didn't know, but I, I miss. <laughs> I love seeing it. Like I love. It was such a, it's such a good time. But the thing is, there, yeah. there's bits of it there with like the ego look. Yes, the exactly. ego look is very. I'm heavy on the blush. I'm heavy on the eye. I'm heavy on the lash. I'm like all of that. So that brings me lots of joy. So hopefully it spreads out in, because 2017 was a good time. Excuse I think me? it will. I think it will, and I think we'll see. Because I feel like, and I think in terms of like the hair care industry, I think that, I think we're going to see people step away from like the units and the wigs and everybody's yeah. going to go back to like sewing or yeah, I think everybody's going to go back to nothing. Mm. That is really, again, it's all cyclical. It doesn't mean really, you don't have to be a genius. <laughs> no. <laughs> you can think it's already happening with like tapins. Tapins just need to really yeah. make their, their debut here properly. No one's doing exactly. doing them the way the, the American girlies, the, the girlies, are. Are, girlies are doing it. So, mm-hmm. well, I look forward to it. All. It's all going to come to fruition because you said so. Um, <laughs> future hopes for yourself. What do you foresee for you? What would you love it, now five years forward to be in? Uh, I think beauty is definitely the lane that I'm going to stay in. 
Mm-hmm. Definitely buying or consulting, buying and maybe consulting for brands in some capacity. Um, I had never seen myself at like as a head, a head of. Mm-hmm. But the more I go into my journey, I'm like, you know, maybe I could dabble in like taking on that extra responsibility and like heading mm-hmm. up a business and shaping that vision. I'm super like into like spirituality, astrology, tarot. Mm-hmm. Every time I speak to anybody from that kind of ilk, they always say to me, you need to have your own business. Mm-hmm. And it's really crazy because I'm also like very hardworking and very much like want to get better. But I've never been like a hustle girl. Mm-hmm. Like I always say to you, like, I will never have more than one job. That is just not mm-hmm. something that <laughs> it's just not for me. I don't mm-hmm. I don't I just want to do the one job. Yeah. You paid from that. And that's it. Yeah. Um, and I've kind of never also, never really seen myself working for myself and being an entrepreneur but I keep getting it so I'm just really hoping that the download from the universe comes to me one night and I know what I'm supposed to do so yeah I'm guessing at one point working for myself in some capacity don't know what that will be I see that too to be honest I feel like you're supposed to have your own thing whatever that thing is and I also Mm. feel like you're meant to be taking care of the people that are working for you Mm. and it being almost paying it forward in the way that the women that took care of you yeah. and nurtured you in the places that you were at, but just in your own space. I think that's me doing Mr. Meg. Come on, speak it over me, sis. <laughs> I already know it. And that's it, sis. That's the end oh, of it. <laughs> what a beautiful conversation. Really? I love that. So nice. Stunning. I mean, I, mean, I hope there were some nuggets. Um, oh, babe, there were loads. Some gems in there, you know. I hope somebody oh. can really find it very helpful and use it along the way for their journey. That's the fun part. The journey is the fun part, really.